God's word is immovable. God's word is an immovable anchor. God's word is an immovable anchor in times of a storm. So hang on to the word. So Father, we praise you. Just thank you, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. Our understanding, Father God, will gain, Father God. We'll have a greater revelation, Father God, to that which you are sharing through the word this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. When we feel happy, amen, safe, protected, loved, we are grateful. Uh, it's easy to be grateful when things are going our way. But sometimes it's a challenge when we are hurt or disappointed. We're not so grateful about it. Oh, yeah. uh, those who we love, uh, sometimes we disappoint them. And sometimes they disappoint us. Okay? Uh, only you can dissipate your joy through your anger or your resentment. Okay. Each day and every day there are disappointments, but sometimes we create them with hidden, hidden agendas and unspoken uh, expectations. You know, we think thinking something's really going to go great, but then it doesn't tell. If there is one sin that is most prevalent today, it's the sin of ingratefulness. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, ingratefulness or great gratitude or ingratitude. Um, we rarely or at least infrequently offer thanks to God for what he's done. How many times do you thank God through the day? I mean, we thank him for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. And now I lay me down to sleep. Thank you for a good rest. But uh, we don't really think about other things that God is, or maybe there's a near accident and say, oh, thank you, God, I wasn't in that. I mean, we're, we're thankful for that. We're grateful for that. But other times, you know, when we don't think about what we consider small things to be thankful for or grateful for. And um, so that's what uh, we rarely or at least infrequently offer thanks for God, what he, to God for what he's done. For a child of God, thankfulness is not confined to a day or a season. It should be done, it should be an attitude that we have every day. Thank you for all the great amens and shouts of joy out there. Um, as Christians, we have much to be grateful for. Boy, you're all out there, I can hear it. But we so often lose our focus. And before you know it, our joy is gone. And we end up expressing bitterness and ungratefulness. Well, they could have did this better. You know, 
Why didn't they, why do they have to take two places in the parking space when I could, you know, I could have got in there. Now I got to find someplace else. Anybody ever had that? Somebody just kind of, you know, you find a guy, people with brand new cars that take three spaces, you know, well, I'll fix you. No. I was grateful this morning. I was heading to town. I saw this black and white object coming up real fast. And I was traveling with the, with the traffic. So, but I cut my speed down to about uh, 72, I think it was. <laughs> and so this black and white goes goes by and all of a sudden his little yellow lights go saying slow down you know he was nice to me he was following some others so, so I was grateful for his little yellow lights warning lights you know don't go so fast so so you watch your rear view mirrors constantly on the road those are you know I gotta have a clean record this year I'm up for my driver's license at the end of the year. So, so I think I'm say, dude. I told you about the time I was coming back from Salinas with my niece and my son. And we just got out of, what's that? Right out, right out of King City, that long stretch you go like this. And I'm zooming down there. And I wasn't watching my mirror that close. Blink, blink, blink. <laughs> what are you slowing down for? I've got somebody behind me with a red light. <laughs> Pulled over. It says, uh, you know, got my license out and gave him the license. It says, okay, what do you do for a living? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a minister. He says, you know, you're not supposed to break the law. <laughs> you know, when you break the law, you have to <laughs> He said, but uh, since uh, you didn't give me any excuse, just slow down, keep, keep the spe speed limit, no. Let you go. So, you know. so I was harassed from there to home with, by my son and my niece each. <laughs> yeah, well. Never happens any Again, as Christians, we have, we have so much to be grateful for. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh. But again, oftentimes we lose our focus and we lose our joy, okay? Uh, let me show you, tell you of an instant. There was a little, little boy was given an orange by a man, you know. Well, and the little boy's mother said, what do you say to the nice man? The little boy looked up at the man with the orange and said, peel it. <laughs> Not thank you, but hey, go on. <laughs> so, you know, not grateful for what would you get, but you know, you want more. You know. uh, so, uh, we're surrounded by the enemy. So let's turn to the book of John. St. John, chapter 8. We're surrounded by the enemy. So looking in John, chapter, St. John, chapter 8, looking at verse 44. 
it says, For you of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye, do, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So, we know the devil is the father of lies. And how many got to tell a lie today? <laughs> Not a one hand went up. Nobody, nobody ever tried to stretch the truth today? You are good. You're good. I had to stretch this truth this morning. Not because of the cop. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to tell you why. You know, you're not be honest with me, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, the uh, devil's father lies. His weapons are deceit and delusion, okay? His aim is the destruction of our faith and our love, okay? We have enemies that are sympathizers. We have an enemy that's a sympathizer in our own mind, in our own soul, okay? Namely, it's because we desire the old man's ways. That's a sympathizer. Well, I sure like doing that, but I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I'm stretching it and hoping God will forgive me. Hello. I don't know if you put the, the latter part on that, but... We want to stretch it and, okay, so. Um, but there's a characteristic, glory to God, that the enemy cannot tolerate or approach. That's giving thanks to God. When we start giving thanks to God, the enemy just throws his hands up. I'm getting out of here. I don't want to hear praises to God or thanking, thanking God, okay? Um, God has appointed gratitude as one of the essential guardians of our soul. It's a powerful way to combat life's pain, frustrations, and disappointments and, pre and to prevent them from growing into roots of bitterness in our lives. So if we can be grateful, even in the bad things, no root of bitterness will begin to take hold of us. Um, I'm not going there. God does not, does, does not call us to be thankful only when things are going well, but also when things aren't going as well, okay? A grateful person, take note, see if you fill, this, fill these shoes, a grateful person acknowledges God as a source of every provision and blessing. Anytime we don't appreciate what the Lord has given us or want something that is outside of his will, we are expressing ingratitude. So, you know, mark that. Uh, we should not overlook many of the spiritual blessings that uh, God has given us through the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you in about five minutes. Don't look shocked. I'm getting good at this five-minute stuff. I should go on radio, one of those five-minute, you know. You know, you can listen for five minutes. Most people can listen for five minutes, and then after that. So let's turn to 1 
Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, that T section of your Bible, 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, look at verse 18. In everything, in everything, give thanks. Well, that's a wild statement. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. From the Amplified it reads, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and meditator of that will. Well, Paul gives, uh, gives uh, us uh, three appropriate responses uh, to every situation in our lives. It says, give thanks. Wow. I think I wrote, wrote this wrong. Give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. We need to rejoice, pray, and give thanks. Glory to God. Uh, this is God's stamp of approval. Give thanks. Well, let's start with verse 16. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and giving thanks. So those are the three things that we are supposed to do in every situation. Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. Pray without ceasing. And then give thanks. Um, how differently our lives would be if we could respond to every situation with one of those things. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And giving thanks. Amen. Or, or me, one or two. Okay. Now, let's... We'll get, we see those. You got those three things down? Did you write those three, three things down? What are they? Rejoice. Pray. pray. Okay, three things. All right, let's go now to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 17. Glad of you, you have pages rustling. Luke chapter 17. We will begin with verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, he met there ten men that were leopards, which stood afar, stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when they saw that he, he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. 
fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returneth to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Well, sin puts us in a bad position. Sin puts us in a bad position. These ten individuals are in a bad position. They cried out. In other words, they, what was the first thing they did? They cried out. They, what, prayed. Lord, have mercy upon us. And then as they went their way, they, they, oh, look it. It stopped. I'm, I'm healed. I'm healed. So what were they doing then? As they went, as these ten went by, I mean, they were hugging each other. They were, look, we're cleansed. We're, the Lord healed us. What, what were they doing now? They were rejoicing. But they didn't do the third thing. Nine of them kept on going. The one returned. And he did what? Gave thanks. Okay. The object of giving thanks brought forth greater blessings. Because he was completely healed. Those parts that were missing on him grew back. The other ones were healed. You know, they, you know fingers were missing or ears were missing or nose parts. They were healed. They didn't have leprosy anymore. But giving thanks makes you whole. So we need to pray, rejoice, and give thanks. Glory to God. You got that? Think about it. So are we doing that? Or have you done that? I know I haven't. I mean, this was an eye-opener for me. You know, I, sometimes I've given thanks for things, but, you know, but I didn't put the three together like I should. I should have said, praise God, hallelujah. I'm praising you, Father. I'm praying to you. I'm rejoicing in what, what's, ta- what's taking place in my life. What's going to take place in my life? You know, sometimes we're, we get in a situation, we don't know what's coming up, but it says we need to pray about it. Lord, I'm in this situation. Glory to God, you have the answer. Now I'm going to rejoice that you got the I'm going to get the answer. Now I'm going to give you thanks for it. But how many have put the, how many of us have put the three together? It says that, uh, what's it? Ecclesiastics, I believe it says, the three, threefold cord is hard to break. Well, if we put this together, you've you got something unstoppable in your life. So let's start putting these things together and not just shooting, you know, not using a, a shotgun, but let's, something that's going to put it all together. And we, we, we can be victorious all the time. We need to put these three, three, three items together. Okay. Now let's go to First Chronicles. Way in Old Testament. First Chronicles. Right after Second Kings. First Chronicles chapter 16. 
Looking at verse 34, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Glory to God. Uh, from the Amplified, it says, oh give, thanks unto the, uh, oh, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Two wonderful reasons to thank God. Hallelujah. He's good. And his love is everlasting or steadfast. We should never have to worry about his love running out on us. It's always there. Wherever, wherever we may do, you know. Even when we break the law of speeding, his love is there. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Whatever, whenever we fudge someplace, he still loves us. He says, Jesus says, I, I don't see that. That's removed. I've, I've taken care of it. So, you know, glory to God. He loves us. It's not going to, well, I've given up on them. Forget them. I don't care if they're blood washed. Forget them. I, you know. I'm looking for somebody else. No. He still got you in a position that he wants you to use, use you, use, use me in, in a position that will glorify him, glorify his, his name. So we need to look at that. He loves us, you know, and we shouldn't get down in the dumps. How many times we get down in the dumps? Oh, man, this is, you know. How many, how many times? I don't know. How many times have you seen something that somebody else has done or that all of a sudden something pops into your mind about something that you did wrong and man, you said, oh man. Lord, you know, I really messed up and I feel bad about it and you start to murmur and you start to Meditate upon that. How many's ever meditated upon one of your wrongdoing? Nobody here. Just one or two. Meditate upon your wrongdoing, and, and, and God already said, "Hey, I don't remember that. Get out of that." We need to know that He loves us, and our sins are washed away. We we can't. We shouldn't bring up sins to Him because He can't find any. What are you talking about? So we need to know how he loves us, the depth of his love. And then we can, you know, when those thoughts come that the enemy would try to put in, you cast them out. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. What did Paul say? I don't know that man. Was he lying? No. He says, I don't know that man. I'm a new Christian, Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, let's, uh, since we're moving in this direction, let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8 this time. Romans chapter 8. New Testament. Oh, Romans chapter 8.
Romans chapter 8, looking at verse 31 and 32. What shall, we, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, God has never lost a battle. Verse 32. He that spared his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall... He not be with him, also freely give us all things. In other words, God has given us the ultimate promise. God loves us enough that he gave his most precious gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave us his very heart. Just for me, just for you. I mean, think about it. Just for you, he gave up his very own. That's wild. If God will give up what he values most, you can be sure he can give us anything, everything else that we ask according to his will. What you ask in Jesus' name, according to his will, it's granted unto us. He's already given us his best. Why fault? Why, why? Why let something else get in the way? Think about it. He gave us his best. Oh, glory to God. He seated you in heavenly places. He's put us in charge of the angels. We are going to even judge the angels. Something else. We're going to rule and reign with him. We are kings and priests under him. I mean, those are some... I mean, if you look at the Old Testament... What does a king and priest do? They rule and reign. And he's got that for you. He's got that for each and every one of us. We've got to recognize that and begin to walk in it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of studying up there when we get up there. Because, well, I should have learned this because I'm coming back in seven years to rule and reign. Heavy study. Okay. Now let's turn to the book of Lamentations. It's right after Jeremiah. The book of, you have find the book of Jeremiah, you find the book of Lamentations, the weeping prophet. And you'll find, or you want to find the third chapter. That's Lamentations chapter 3. Hallelujah, glory to God. Lamentations chapter 3, looking at verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore I will hope in him. Verse uh, 24 from the Amplified. The Lord is my portion or share. Say my living being, my inner self. Therefore I will hope in him and wait expectantly for him. Glory to God. 
In times of waiting, sometimes we have to wait. It's helpful to remember that God is the source of everything. He's our hope. When life is what we consider disappointing, anybody have disappointments lately? I know we all have had something, you know. Uh, not going to mention names, but we all have some disappointments. <laughs> We learn to draw near to him and communicate more with him. Okay, Lord, I, I know that you said this. <sighs> Thank God it's coming. I thought it was going to be today or yesterday, but you know, I, I know it's coming. We need to have that continued hope. <clears throat> Pardon me. Would, we would be wise Christians to absorb, observe this and take comfort in his word. The Lord is my portion. He's my portion. He's got everything for me. Does God lack anything? No, he doesn't lack anything. He says, anything you ask, in my name, my Father will give it unto you. So there's nothing, nothing that we lack. Therefore, I will hope in him. Verse 25, God is... The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. So we need, you know, sometimes we have, there's a little patience sometimes that has to take place. I'm learning patience every day. Especially when I get in the grocery line. I did it again the other night. There was only one person ahead of me in the other line. Yeah, the line was going fast. So I went running over there. And I got my cart in there and waited. <laughs> they were. Ch she said, "You have to wait. We're changing tellers." <laughs> the line that it would have been two people went, that were behind me went. <laughs> here it was. I've got to learn something. Something the Lord is trying to teach me on this, this grocery line bit. I think, I think the Lord is telling me, let the wife do the shopping. <laughs> oh, But I can't convince her of doing it. She says, I don't want to go that shopping center. You do the shopping, okay. I'm not gonna argue. So, so we need to take comfort in his words. Be patient with his words. The willing and obedient. The willing and obedient. We gotta be willing and obedient to be patient, okay? Okay, let's now turn to the book of Philippians, back to the New Testament. That's the book of Philippians, glory to God. Chapter 4, it seems that chapter 4 is one of the chapters we always run to. Philippians chapter 4. Now we're going to look at some real powerful advice here. Okay, that's Philippians chapter 4. And let's begin with verse 6. Be careful for 
nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There's that prayer and supplication, prayer, supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the God of peace, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned, received, and heard, and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there, there, these are, this is powerful advice. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, give thanks. Let your request be known unto God. Prayer and thanksgiving. Even, t- even times when we are feeling anxious. Uh, we need to shift our attention away from what is, which is causing us to be anxious. Um, glory to God. Focusing on what, uh, focusing on God's abilities would, will produce better results. If we're anxious for something, you know, focus on God's abilities. He, he is able. Joseph, in the book of Genesis, was a prime example of someone who was not anxious, but followed through. And we need to be like Joseph. Uh, he was sold as a slave, became, uh, and in time he became ruler of, of that nation. Well, half ruler. In fact, uh, he was ruler except for the title. Because Pharaoh says, you, you can do everything, you'll only be under my name. So Joseph ruled the place. We had to be patient. We need to be patient sometimes. Um, God has to work with other people. And other people don't want to work sometimes. I will use another person as an example. <laughs> okay. God, maybe God has called you to do something. They say, well, I, I, gotta, I think I have to wait on that. I want to have a little more confirmation on it. So this individual that's needing that help, you're not doing it because you want further confirmation. What's this? This person has to what then? Wait patiently for you to come up. You know what I'm saying? Or this person is waiting for me to come up, I should say, okay? So we need to be willing and obedient when God tells us to do something because somebody's waiting over here patiently or he, that person could be on, on the very last thread. And you're saying, oh God, somebody else can do it. And this individual is about ready to lose it. So he has to go find somebody else. Oh, would you go over there and do that? No, I, I'm too busy. Oh, would you go over there and do that? No. 
That's not my call, Lord. Well, would you go over and do it? Well, it's not my call, but I'll go. So he, he maybe has to go four or five people before this other individual is ministered to. Amen? Oh, me. Okay. Uh, let's go to Colossians chapter, since we're right next to it. Colossians chapter 2. Gratitude is essential for our soul, or giving thanks. And let's look at verses 6 and 7. As ye therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith that ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Glory to God. So, We need to recall the things that God has for us to give us a protective atmosphere around us against, against the, the world system. It says what there again? Being rooted and built up in him, established in faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. In other words, the world can't get to you if we are abounding in, in thanksgiving. The world can't uh, I think this is one of the things that President Trump has right now. He's giving thanks that he's president and he's able to do things. You don't say, well, I, have, I can't get anything done. You don't see him. He's always putting forth something good. We need to take, lift, continue to lift him up that he might continue in that that phase of, of gratitude, because he, he says he wants to make America great, and, he, and, he ha, and he's happy, he's thankful that the, the, the people of the United States have elected him, and he wants to do the job that he's been assigned to. And he's willing to take the, the, the and he has the patience, he's willing to take the guff that's been thrown at him to establish something for this country. And we need to pray that gratitude for him, that he would also be strengthened in, in this area. Amen. And Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. We come to the end. Romans chapter 1. Pretty close. Romans chapter 1. In Romans chapter 1, we will look at verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. If one heart does not, if one's heart does not respond to God with gratitude, there is a danger of having vain imaginations and a foolish heart filled, filled by dark, uh, darkness. Um, this is something that no no. Christian should ever consider thinking, uh, rejecting God's ways for our independent or your independent thoughts and, uh, and actions. Rejecting God's ways becomes a crime punishable by the removal of God's hand of blessing upon your life. Rejecting God's ways becomes punishable by, removing, by the removal of God's hand 
a blessing upon your life. One is then exposed to the curses that lead to their destruction. So when we reject God's word and think our ways are better, uh, we're exposed to curses and it leads to some form of destruction in our life. Oh me. Uh, we can evaluate our relationship with the Lord by m the measurement of gratitude we have. We need to be positive all the time. O always be optimistic on things. Be humble. Generous. Unselfish. Friendly. Faithful. Fruitful. Peaceful. You can add to the list. If we are humble, we can accept the goodness from God. With gratitude. This is why the Lord desires a state of humility in us for our own sake. Gratefulness is the difference of having a heart of stone and receiving a heart of flesh. So being grateful, you have a heart of flesh, one that the Lord can work with, and uh, having a heart of stone is being ingrateful or ungrateful. So we need to go for it. Understand that... Uh, we need to, be, need to be grateful, thankful for what the Lord has done for us and what we can do through his love and blessings upon us. Amen. Anybody need prayer tonight? Okay, let's all stand then. We'll close off. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that... Uh, each and every one of us, Father God, will continue to develop thanks, a thankful heart, grateful to you, Father God, for all that you've given us through our life, Father God. We should be able to look back, Father God, and see all the blessings, Father God, that you've given us and be grateful, Father God, not moan and complain about things, Father God, that we thought should have gone our way, but Father God, we should be thankful, Father God, that... You've, got, you've seen us through through every scrape and every situation and circumstances, Father God, and that we were blessed by it. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. And may we, Father God, arise in the morning, Father God, with a song in our heart and praise on our lips. In Jesus' name, amen.